You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. You, Mr. Ricky Long, you've now had 150 grams of food, carbs. You've had 50 grams of like inter-carb drinks. Yeah. So you're now closer to where you need to be. You will feel better. You'll recover better. Your classes will be better. It's, it's, a, it's a win-win. Um, and as I said a, a few times on other videos I've done, most of the kind of drinks will also have electrolytes. And electrolytes are very, very, very handy. You know, um, when you sweat, you, you, as we all know, if you've ever done pump, attack, combat, or literally any Lesmos class, we sweat a lot as instructors, okay? So you're, gonna, you're losing electrolytes. And why electrolytes are important, it's all to do with chemical reactions, to do with um, like the central nervous system, to do with memory, coordination, all this kind of stuff. So when you get a memory, you know, brain fart, when you get cramp, all that kind of stuff, it's because you're low in electrolytes, okay? Mm-hmm. So um, having a drink that's high in electrolytes is really, really handy as you're sweating. It's like a win, 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 and a win because it's cheap, it's easy, you know, um, it makes common sense. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Ricky is a fitness industry expert, having been helping people achieve their fitness goals since 2002. We talk everything fitness, business, and group exercise to help you on your fitness journey. Episode number 60 of the Ricky Law podcast. Thank you so much for downloading this, streaming this, listening to this, whatever you're doing, listen to this, stop right now. This podcast is going to be absolutely fantastic value for you. You need your full attention on this entire podcast. You might want to get the notes section open in your phone. You might want to get pen, paper. Hey, you might want to go a little bit old school, get a chalkboard, get some chalk, get some water, Clean the chalkboard because that was the best thing about a chalkboard. Remember when you were in school and you were chosen to clean and wash the chalkboard for your teacher and like you just thought you were dog's balls. Um, and really the teacher was basically, the teacher was just being really, really lazy and delegating basic tasks like cleaning her shit. So you had to, you were designated to clean the whiteboard. For your teacher i don't know how we got here we're kind of in a weird place right now for the start of this podcast um this podcast like i said is episode number 60 and i am bringing on a good friend a guest for this one mr tim meadows and it's the second time tim's been on the podcast uh, we've only had a couple of people appear twice on the podcast we've had rory o'connor we've had tim meadows and we've had Lindsay. Morrison all appear twice on the podcast and this episode is a continuation of Tim's last episode he did with us so if you haven't listened to that it is worthwhile you listening to that listen to that after you've listened to this one don't like don't stop listening to this podcast do go back and listen to that one just put it next on your list um so I've put that in the show notes um and the reason why Tim's on this podcast is this weekend the weekend coming as I stall just for a second so as I can get the dates in my head. The 25th of October 2019 and the 27th of October 19. Tim is doing a webinar for Les Mills UK and it's all about nutrition for instructors. And listen, I'll be very honest with you. As soon as I found this out, I thought, how can I get him on the podcast beforehand to chat about nutrition for instructors? 
to serve you, the listeners here, and maybe get a few more people booking on those webinars. So basically, I am just stealing content for my own podcast, and you are going to benefit from that. Before I hand over to Tim and my chat, we'll speak for about an hour over a number of things. We'll kind of go back and forwards on a lot of things. I had a list of questions I was meant to ask. Probably only asked about half of them because we just started chatting. There is a break about 10 minutes into the podcast. So look out for that. What happened is the internet connection uh, completely just gives up on us. Um, so we had to abandon the podcast and start again about half an hour later. It's quite obvious when it happens and I've edited it. I have edited it in a special way for you. Um, so look at a special way, like I'm some kind of editing genius i am but the way i've done it you'll realize anyway the point is it has been edited <laughs> in the middle not in the middle 10 minutes into it look out for that apology in advance technology was not our friend before i hand over a couple of things i need to tell you about i have got myself a new job now when i say a new job i'm kind of i'm an entrepreneur so there's people who are employees there are people who are entrepreneurs and there are people who are entrepreneurs. Now, if you're an employee, you basically do what your boss says. If you're an entrepreneur, you are the boss, you can come and go as you please and run all your own projects. An entrepreneur is when you're kind of employed, either you've got a set salary or you've got a contract to perform and reach agreed goals. And you can do that any way you like. So I am the project, project, don't even know what I am, I'm the product manager for Only Just Media by Only Just Lucy for Only Just Fit. Wow, there's a lot of things in there. So Only Just Lucy runs a company, good friend of mine. Only Just Media is the company and branching out of that is Only Just Fit. What is it? It is a series of fitness events for social media, fitness business, specifically for fitness professionals. If you're a personal trainer, if you're a gym owner, if you are a group fitness instructor, you wanna get yourself involved in these events. The first one, November 27th, tickets are on sale. Link, tickets are on sale now, pre-sale tickets. Pre-sale tickets stop on the 30th of October. The link is in the show notes. Have a look, it's in Belfast. If you're listening to this in the not mainland, so Northern Ireland is obviously the mainland, the not mainland is England, Scotland, Wales, and you wanna to come to this event, it's gonna be on a Wednesday, it's gonna be 10, in the morning-ish, to four in the afternoon-ish, six hours, you can fly in and out of Belfast. Belfast has two airports, I shit you not. You can fly in and out for less than 100 quid. Tickets are less than 100 quid, a lot less than 100 quid, especially if you book it as soon as you listen to this. And that's all tax deductible. We'll even give you a little bit of food, a little bit of coffee, get you through the day, have some chat, have some crack, and listen, if you don't enjoy it, you can write a review on our social media page and say it was shit and you'll never be back. But you won't say that because it's going to be really good and I'm going really, really high pitched. Uh, the second thing I'm going to tell you about is the, let me just tell you about Jump Christmas Shred. So we're going to do a six week Christmas Shred starting middle of November, finishing a couple of days before Christmas. It's a Christmas Shred. So what are we going to do? We're going to train really hard together. We're going to eat really well together. And we're going to do lots of mindset drills to make you feel in positivity, confidence, self-awareness, 
and the whole way through the Christmas shred, I'm going to apply all the principles I do in the Jump 4.2 program, which is education and community building as we go through it. That link to find out more details is also in the show notes. Now listen, you if you go and click that link, you'll basically just get an email saying, you've clicked this link, you're on the list. Details about that are going to come out the beginning of November and you'll be able to say yes or no in the middle of November. So even even right now, if you're just a little bit, all oh, right, six weeks, I've heard Ricky Long talk a lot about Jump 4.2. I don't really know if it's any good or not. Get yourself on the email list because like, what? why would you not? In that email list, I'm also going to give you a couple of what we call values. So there's going to be free value, a couple of free workouts, a couple of new nutrition ideas, etc., etc. So please do look out for that. And then the last thing I want to tell you about is, if you haven't already heard, I'm doing an Ironman. Ironman training is going well. Please, please, please have a look at the various YouTube videos and Instagram TV videos that I'm going to be releasing. Finally, this episode, like all episodes, is sponsored by Podium for Sport, Northern Ireland Sports Retailer of the Year, who are also sponsoring my Ironman expedition to Lanzarote. Big shout out to Podium for Sport. If you right now went on to Instagram and liked Podium for Sport and commented on their most recent post, just tell them, just tell them Ricky Long signposted you here. That does the world and universe of networking absolute wonders. I guarantee you if you do that for me, something good will happen to you today. Without further ado, handing over to the one, the only, Ricky Long. That's me and his mate, Tim Meadows. That's him. Thank you. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. And welcoming back on to the Ricky Long Podcast is good friend, expert nutritionist for group exercise instructors, Mr. Tim Meadows. How are you, mate? Yeah, very well. And yourself, Ricky? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We were just chatting before. I think it was episode 39 you were on before. Um, I'm yeah. trying to think. It was probably about two months ago now. Roughly around about two months, I'd say, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So what I'll do is I will put that link in the show notes for everyone to listen to. But just in case people haven't listened to that episode, um, why don't you introduce yourself and give us kind of an update on what's been happening since your last appearance on the Ricky Long podcast? Mm, yeah, sure thing. So uh, for those who know me, my name is Tim Meadows. I'm, I am a nutrition coach specifically for group fitness instructors. Um, and since last speaking to Ricky, have jumped on with a lot more taking on uh, one-to-one clients, uh, retweet um, and readjusted group X nutrition as well for something a bit more accessible for everybody. Um, and just been putting out a lot more kind of content, uh, really listening to everybody's kind of sort of issues and struggles and really purposefully, you know, putting content out there specifically to, to help anybody and everybody that's willing to literally listen to uh, my uh, my you know, chat, rants, and everything else. So um, it's been really good. It's been really busy. Um, lots of good discussions going on. Um, and and it's, uh, it's, it's resulted in, you know, uh, I think a bit more awareness for the need of nutrition specifically designed for instructors. It all works off the fundamentals of nutrition anyway. There is no magic potions that I've managed to create or anything like that. I know it's Halloween coming up, but I've not created any anything uh, that there wasn't there before it's just more the awareness and it's more about you know education and giving um, clients and group instructors literally 
simple, applicable things to think about and, and plan around the week, around the teaching, around the kind of training um, to obviously make a difference, stop feeling, you know, shattered, knackered, low energy, um, confused about foods and all that kind of stuff and just give somebody, you know, everybody a bit more, you know, it's a cross between education and empowerment just to go out there and feel less anxious, less guilty, less worried um, and go out there and, and enjoy their food, enjoy the nutrition and, and just teach as best as they can. It's all about energy. It's all about, you know, passion and, 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 and layer three, you know, layer one, layer two coaching is good, but it's the stuff in layer three that really makes it a, you know, a bit of a, an experience um, and gets me people hooked in to come back next week. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell, mate, I think. Yeah, cool. And well, one of the things you said there about is the content you've been posting on your social media. And one of the, the things that stood out for me is it's become, and I, I love this, it's become a lot more specific kind of directly to the group fitness instructor, the group fitness professional, and it's how they can A, eat to serve what they're teaching and B, it's kind of like you're on, you're kind of like on this one man kind of ramping page about debunking stupid fitness myths. Um, I, I just love your kind of sarcastic kind of graphic approach to it. Um, there was one about piercing your nipples as well, which uh, really, really sprung to mind. I can't remember what that was. Was that, was that? That was, that was the, that was getting, rather having my nipples clamped than doing the Cambridge diet, basically. <laughs> um, you know, any, I just, I just don't see the point why people want to make life so difficult for themselves. You know what I mean? And, and it's not because we choose to, it's just because there's so, so much, uh, pol the polite word is misinformation, you know, but the casual word is just bullshit. There's so much bullshit <laughs> out there. It has confused us. It really has confused us. Um, you know, and we feel that we need to kind of jump from a diet to a diet. So if you want to improve your nutrition, the, the immediate answer is, is I'm, I need a diet. And then you look at the, at the array of diets that we have, and then we try and pick one. The big, big problem is, which is what I don't want to give too much away about the kind of webinar stuff, but one of the big points I'm going to be making in the, in the, in the, um, the webinar is that, you know, a diet, a restrictive energy, restrictive diet is not really what a group fitness instructor wants or particularly needs. So you have to choose the nutrition approach, aka diet or lifestyle that's actually going to serve and be useful to you boshing out 10, 15, 20 classes a week plus possibly being quite active, plus possibly doing CrossFit wads or doing other training and stuff. So, you know, it's just that change of mindset and more like awareness um, that, that is really kind of needed. And sometimes, you know, you, you and I both kind of know, you know, there's the logic mindset and then there's the emotional mindset and people generally react and will, you know, will change more, have, will have more chance of changing with an emotional you know, um, angle than logic, if you know what I mean. So that's why, I mean, I'm, I'm, I consider myself relatively witty and relatively sarcastic anyway. So it's not, it happens quite naturally. Well, yeah, possibly, <laughs> I guess, you know. Um, but yeah, so it, it has to come across in a way. It, it comes off real, you know, natural for me. It's just the way that I, I talk and I interact. Um, so, so yeah, as long as the message kind of goes through, and some people are, are, are kind of getting it. And it's really great when you get the feedback, you know, back off of clients and, and, and instructors to say, you know, I've actually lost a few pounds and I feel amazing. I'm not having my, 
my crashing naps during like midweek and I'm using less Red Bull, less Monster and I feel so much better. I'm looking better and I'm teaching better and I'm just loving life. And it's like, yes, yes, welcome. Welcome to, you know, just eating for your, for your lifestyle. Welcome to no nonsense bullshit, you know, just a couple of big key guidance and fundamentals that we need to kind of stick to, but we don't need the extremism, food elimination, scaremongering, propaganda bollocks that we get compounded by off of, you know, literally society and, you know, literally everywhere we kind of turn, unfortunately, because we're quite a unique demographic. So, man, I, I love unique- when you go off on, the, on those rants because it's so true. I just sit here and I have, I have these flashbacks in my head of every conversation I've ever had with an instructor about diet and nutrition. And, you know, there's a, like a million different faces going through my head. And like, I've had those conversations with my, myself a few times. Um, you touched, <laughs> we're going to talk briefly about it. So to give people context on listening to this, uh, Tim is going to be doing a webinar specifically for Les Mills UK instructors. And um, as soon as I found out about this, I was like, oh, Tim, that's brilliant. I'm so happy that's being done. When can I get you onto the podcast so as we can talk about it and hopefully people would who listen to the podcast, who are obviously Les Mills instructors, will then go and book that webinar. So let's, first thing first, just so as people are really, really clear, when is the webinar and how do they book it? Um, there will be two webinars, one on Friday night and one on Sunday night. It'll be Friday the 25th mm-hmm. and Sunday the 27th of October. So literally um, at the end of the week. Uh, two webinars on at the moment. I believe the Sunday one is maxed out at 500 instructors booked on as of end of last week. And I think the count that we had for the Friday night one was around about 260, 270. So there's a few spaces left from the Friday night. Um, speaking to obviously with the, the, the office, there may be, depending how the week goes, maybe a need to put on a second one for Sunday. Um, but I have heard, well, I've been informed, obviously, that everybody will be getting sent the webinar to their you know, email inboxes. So every Lesmos UK instructor will have access to the, to, to the webinar the following week. I don't know exactly which day you'll get sent out, but you will have an opportunity to um, you know, sit down, put in the background and get all of the sort of information that will be coming across, even if you can't make the live webinar. Ideally, it will be great to have on a live webinar because you'll be able to sort of interact with a few polls. You'll be able to ask a couple of questions. We will take a little break halfway through for a couple of questions. Um, and we'll obviously, you know, if we get 100 different questions, I'll not have an opportunity to answer every one. But if there is a main reoccurring theme coming across that everybody is, is looking to kind of get, then I can answer that right, right there and then. Um, I've also intimated, obviously, to LMK that if there is, you know, follow-on kind of questions, if there is feedback where, you know, that was really, you know, maybe ho- I'm hoping it's going to be really quite insightful, really useful. And if there's still things that are still, you know, kind of outstanding and other questions that still need to be asked, then I'm quite happy to do, you know, a follow-up video, follow-up webinar, follow-up article, anything on those lines, just to, to just address, you know, everything, you know, as, as, as many things as possible. Yeah. I'm, I'm conscious we don't want to, well, actually, yes, I am conscious about this, but I also want to steal as much content from you as possible. Um, to make my podcast as valuable as possible, but I do understand you might want to just hold a little bit back. One thing you said there did jump out is if there are any common questions that come through, um, what do you anticipate being you know common questions? What do you what do you already deal with a common question type of view from um, from clients? 
Yeah, the, the, the biggest thing always boils down to sort of energy, you know, um, wanting more energy, needing more energy. Um, so the first part, um, you know, I don't think it's going to weigh too much away. There's, there, there's going to be two parts to like a webinar. And as with anything, it is dutifully sort of correct to start off with the fundamentals, to start off with the kind of baseline knowledge and the understanding about, you know, energy balance. Um, and it might be a bit, you know, you know, like, oh, energy balance, whatever. But without that kind of understanding appreciation, nothing after then is, is, is going to be sort of applicable or, or understood unless we have that initial sort of grounding, I guess. So, you know, the, the, the big takeaway there in the, the first part is going to try and just reiterate that if you are wanting to live a high energy lifestyle, you need energy. All right, calories is a form of energy. The other way to measure calories is a thing called kilojoules. And if you come from a physics background, kilojoules is a, is, is a measure of work. So work energy, it's, it's all like relatable. Um, if you want more energy out, you've got to put more energy in. It, it's as simple as that, okay? And there are only, only three macro, I don't know why I'm holding my fingers here, but there are only three, <laughs> three macronutrients, uh, three macronutrients that you can actually eat to help increase your total, you know, energy intake. And it's protein, carbs, and fats, you know, and the problem with the scaremongering is that, you know, we don't, we're a bit fearful of protein because apparently it causes like kidney disease and all that kind of stuff and it will kill you, you know. Um, carbs are bad because of insulin and, you know, sugar causes obesity. So we don't, we don't have carbs either. And then fats. Well, fats has always been really bad for us, except in the last two years when we all went ketogenic and started putting butter and a coffee and started having avocados in every freaking meal you know so unless you keto it doesn't make a difference but guess what keto calories still has calories at nine calories per kilogram so the end point is that you know if we have these three macronutrients the big takeaway is that they all serve a purpose they're all there for like a reason they all have a unique structure they all help us in a, in a unique way so to try and take one of them out for no reason is, is, is just like shooting yourself in the foot. You're just making it harder than you really kind of need to be. You know, it's like trying to, if you normally do that, like the body pump squat track with 30 kilos, it's like putting 50 kilos on just, just, just because. And then you're like, oh, I'm really struggling here. I don't know why. Well, because you made it harder than it really needs to be, sort of, sort of thing. So it's that understanding of, you know, more energy needs to come from somewhere. Um, and, and, you know, there's no other way of getting more energy in unless you think about eating more kind of foods. So it's having that appreciation and then just figuring out how we can apply it throughout the day. So it's looking at kind of foods, you know, a bit of meal timings, having a bit more of a flexible approach as opposed to being overly restrictive and overly um, focused on, you know, like clean eating and stuff where um, it can lead to more disordered eating and more eating issues and health issues if we only label foods as good and bad and that's probably a whole different topic for a, a, another big kind of rant but you know foods aren't just good or bad they're yeah, not making you fat or making you muscle <laughs> you know i know it's it's mind-blowing isn't it it's like it's like say what it's like actually you can have a food that has lots of macronutrients has lots of calories which is what you need and it's like what i would call like moderate food value appreciate food value you know and that's where micronutrients comes into it so you know, from a technical point of view or a scientific point of view, you have low nutrition foods that don't have many micronutrients. You have high nutrition foods that have, um, you know, vitamins, minerals, fiber. But you can also have foods that are low nutrition but still have macros, you know, still have calories. And that's, that's kind of like a takeaway point. 
of course we want to be consistent and have the majority of our foods of high nutrition but if you're hanging out your ass and you're doing six glasses a day a cheeky donut or two or pack of jelly babies we interrupt your normal broadcasting to bring you adverts from Degeneration Game. I am completely joking. What has happened mid-recording, either on my end or on Tim's end, or we could blame the software that we're using. Basically, technology let us down. You can always rely on technology to do one thing, and that is let you down when you need it most. So Tim literally got uh, interrupted, kind of mid-flow, he was mid-rant, and I've decided the way I'm going to put this edit together, I'm going to let you kind of just hear the rawness of us kind of trying to catch up, work out exactly where we were on the, the podcast sheet. And the reason why I'm doing this for two reasons. Reason one, because I, I genuinely believe no matter who you are listening to this, you'll get the best value from hearing it this way. And the second reason I'm doing it, if you're, I've, I've banged on about this long enough if you are thinking about starting a podcast it doesn't have to be perfect the rawness and the mistakes and the ums and the ahs and the oh shit I don't know what I was talking about sometimes they are the best bits of a podcast and the message is always focus on the message not the mess so without further ado here is literally me and Tim cutting and pasting trying to pick up where we left off you're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. You said about jelly babies and uh, donuts, and then, like I said, the, the internet kind of just cut. So what I'll do, I'll, I'll just say right now, let the internet cut us down, cut him down in his, his prime there, um, but we're back and we've got our... It's a conspiracy, internet. Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> All the clean eaters are like, cut him off, cut him off. <laughs> oh, dear, so... We will we will continue on as if nothing has quite happened. Um, and it, it was interesting what you said about clean eating because you, you posted this on on social media. Um, yeah. Like, w- would you? W- what was your question? Would you agree clean eating is good or a good way of measuring food? Is it no? It, is it a, a positive and constructive you know term? Yeah, and and you tagged me and you you tagged a load of of, of other people in it. And yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh. And surprisingly, ninety well of the I think about around about fifty people had kind of replied to that one, but ninety one percent said 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 no, which I was really amazed at, because we we you know we see it and hear it all over the show. So it's it's you know maybe those forty five people on on using it, you know, but yeah. it's a term that we see all over the show. So you know I I kind of think it's a bit of our fitness professional's responsibility to, to, to try and get people into the right, the right pathway. You know what I mean? I, and, I completely agree. Cause as soon as I saw it, I, I, I try to think of every question now a little bit more objectively and I'll, I'll normally in my life now, if I'm asked a question, I'll repeat the question at least in my head, sometimes out loud before I answer it, it gives me time to think. And it was like, mm-hmm. it's clean eating a good measurable word. And kind of like, well, it depends on too many things. Because I'm like, well, if, if you're on 10 cheeseburgers a day, clean eating to you could be like eight cheeseburgers a day. That could be your version of clean. And I yeah. think that, assuming the goals are to lose weight, you know, tone up to live a healthier lifestyle, you know, 10 cheeseburgers a day isn't really going to serve a lot of people no matter what the goals. So, yeah, it depends on what, what your start point is now. 
and what your goals are. And it's that, you know, okay, so if that's clean eating, what, what's like the opposite of that? What's dirty eating? Because 10 cheeseburgers a day for me, that would be dirty eating because that would not serve me. But one cheeseburger yeah. would not well, be dirty eating. And that's, well, that's the kind of, kind of problem is that nobody knows what clean eating is. You can ask yeah. people what clean eating is and you'll generally get, well, it isn't processed foods, right? And then you go, okay, wait, stop there. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about processed foods because, yeah. you know, getting almond milk and yogurt and whey protein and like, you know, um, uh, you know, refried beans and stuff like that in the, in the kind of plant-based community. So whether you're plant-based or kind of inclusive eater, we do eat a lot of processed foods that actually people would argue are quite healthy or quite nutritionally dense. Yep. So processed is a bad word as well because it's not inherently actually bad. You know, it's because something is processed doesn't mean, you know, even if you think about, you know, yeah. So processed, <laughs> again, is like, if it's not clean, then it's processed. And it's like, well, again, that's not really bad and health, you know, good, bad, clean, healthy kind of stuff. So clean eating, I think, I, I try to use the terms more like nutritional value, you okay. know, you know, as, as, and appreciate that some foods are low, some foods are like moderately, and some foods are like really, really dense with, you know, um, you know, vitamins and minerals. And it goes mm-hmm. to the micronutrient scale, you know, so it's, it's nutritional value. Um, so if you're not eating clean, then the complete opposite is obviously, as you said, like cheap and it's, and it's, and it's dirty or it's processed. But if you think about the psychology of that, if you think about anxiety and about disordered eating and stuff, it creates this like guilt ridden thing. This food relationship isn't a positive one. It isn't constructive. It's not intuitive. It's literally, I'm eating this and it's, it's going to cure me or it's going to make me really lean or something. Or if I eat this, it's going to make me fat, unhealthy, slow and everything else and give me disease. It's like, no, not really. It's not, it's not quite as simple and black and white as that, if you know what I mean. So it's almost always somebody asks you like a PT, like I want to come to the gym and I want to be more, more, more kind of toned. You kind of hear something, you go, that's, that's not a real word, but I know what you mean, if you, if you know yeah. what I mean. So I know people say, I want to be more toned, but what we're thinking is, all right, fat, fat loss, right? You, 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 want to, you want a little less jiggle, okay? Right, so this is what we're going to do. And you try and not use the words lean and, you know, muscle and that because it'll just freak them out. As much like kind of clean eating, you know, people use the word, but, you know, I kind of hear it and I'm like, right, I kind of know what you're saying. But, yeah, well, here's an example, right? If you, if you go on a diet, clean eating foods, and you stop losing weight, are you going to eat cleaner foods or eat less calories? Are you asking me? Because I don't want to get this wrong. Are you going to eat <laughs> cleaner foods like, or eat less right? calories? Hold on. So, there are too many things I need to ask before I answer that. <laughs> so think about it. If somebody's like been eating so-called clean for like two weeks, right, and they've lost a little bit of weight, and then they just plateauing the, the kind of weight loss and they're eating say 50 100 calories of clean highly nutritional foods and they've stopped losing weight what is you as their pt or fish can do are you going to tell them that they need to eat cleaner foods or eat less calories the, the answer generally is going to be like you need to eat less calories or increase your activity so energy balance calories are the dictator not clean foods if you know what i mean you can eat two McDonald's a day, say 1,500 calories. If your maintenance is 2,000, over the week, you'll lose weight. If you eat 3,000 clean calories of chicken, rice, and broccoli, you will fucking gain weight. 
it's because of calories. You know yeah. what I mean? That's, that's unfortunately the, the thing. But we think clean equals weight loss. We think dirty equals fat gain. And when, when, I've, you know, when I work with gen, general population um, and fat loss is the kind of goal, one of the easiest and best ways that I bring back the results isn't telling people what they can't eat. It's getting people to control the portion size. And I'd rather inflect the activity end of the scale than worry about their kind of calorie intake, like drastically, like, like overly. So instead of trying to cut their fuel and increase activity, as long as you took the scale in one direction, you're going to get the required outcome. Yeah, and you know? that, that's what I do when I you know, take on any new clients and when I bring people through uh, my various programs. It's, a, it's that educational. Um, I don't have any kind of speech in and around clean eating. It's just educating people on, it's kind of, well, these are your calories and these are the foods that you can eat. Sorry, not that you can eat. These are the foods that you already do eat. These are the foods that mm -hmm. you like. Let's see how many of those foods we can fit into this week worth of mm -hmm. calorie allowance. And people are often amazed by, because I'll sit there and tell people, eat this, eat this, eat this. And they're like, I, I, can't, I can't eat that amount of food. And I'm like, well, you can because it's in your calorie daily allowance. And let's see what you're prepared to eat. Let's see what foods might be, as you've just touched on, slightly denser in calories, slightly denser in nutrients, so you'll feel completely different. So mm -hmm. the, the McDonald's diet or the Mars bar diets, you know, people are amazed. Oh, how did this person lose body fat by eating McDonald's for three weeks? I want to do that. And it's like, well, it sounds good, but you would feel absolutely terrible from yeah. eating 1,500 calories worth of McDonald's every day trying to do your everyday life for the population who's listening to this podcast, yeah. or you're going to be group fitness professionals. I mean, just do this. In fact, yeah, let, let's do this as an experiment. Ricky Long's telling you to do this, not him. Um, have a McDonald's like for breakfast and then for lunch and then go and teach your classes that night. And just, just let me know how you feel because <laughs> don't think you'll feel good. And if you do feel good, try it for a week and see how you feel. You might've dropped a little bit of body fat, but I'll tell you, you will not yeah. feel normal. Yeah. You'll not feel human. And you'll probably piss a few people off just with your general attitude yeah. and anger in everyday life. But that's why like the most popular, you know, fat loss diets for general, general population are generally higher in protein and higher in fruit and veg. So high fiber to keep you feeling full. Protein also sits in the gut a lot longer. So, you know, it's not because the carb calories are bad, but it's the fact that you can have these foods that are lower calorie, but will keep you feeling full and not give you the kind of, the kind of hungry feels. But as a GFI, sometimes when we're actually like needing fuel and we're needing quick fuel, as we know that carbs is our body's preferred energy source, you know, when we're working in the anaerobic energy zone, our fuel is fucking carbs. So, you know, to have say the majority of your carbs from you know, your oats and your potatoes and your rice, and your and fruit and veg, 100%. But to purposefully not eat, say, a donut that's going to give you 400 calories, or not even 400 calories, 250 calories, just because it's a donut, you, you're going to end up leaving yourself worse off because you're not hitting your total you know, calorie requirement. So if you're in a deficit all week, yes, you'll burn muscle tissue. Yes, you'll feel crap. Yes, you'll not have energy. So it's either 1,800 calories of high nutrition calories, 200 easy calories, that's the winner right there. That flexible approach for GFI, not for gen population who are five stone overweight. Very, very different. Yeah. You know, and that's, 
that's the big kind of takeaway that if you listen to the first podcast we had with Tim, you will understand how hard um, Tim is actually trying right now to get a sponsorship with Krispy Kreme Donuts or any donut companies who, who may be listening to this. We're, we're not fussed. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is that illustration. It's, it's you, what did you just call it? It's easy calories because... Well, I, I call it like an, an easy win. You yeah, know, it, I like it's that. A, yeah. It's an easy win. So imagine if everybody just kind of gave themselves, you know, a two, 300 calorie allowance of your favorite, your favorite food. You know, and the focus is you can call it, I, I, I've done it before, or call it, you know, um, uh, 80-20, call it w- whatever diet you want. You know, if everybody around about has, say, three meals over the week, that's 21 meals, right? If you have, say, 15 to 18 high nutrition quality meals, we do a bit of prep, bird planning, it's based around, you know, like good protein and, and oats and potatoes and rice and, and, and all that kind of stuff, or fruits and vegetables. I mean, we all want fruits and vegetables. Nobody's ever said no fruits and vegetables, right? It's never more about the sugar from the fruits. High nutrition in the fruit and any vegetable, okay? Fiber and vitamin and the minerals, 100%. But to fall, to fall short of like three, 400, 500 calories every day, that's why you're struggling. That's why, you know, when I put a post up on Lesbos UK official page, literally 80% was like more energy, more energy, more energy, right? More energy. Here's an easy win, you know, chow down on a donut now and again, or try have more food or, you know, try eat foods. If you're teaching several times throughout the day as well, this is where the sports nutrition comes into a little bit. You know, you, you don't actually want foods that are going to sit in your stomach because a few of the comments as well was like, I don't want to have a big meal sitting in my stomach. And I'm like, absolutely right you, you don't want a big meal having sitting in your stomach if you're teaching several times a day you know to have the higher gi foods that's where the white rice and the white bread and those fruits can be very very simple like your cream rice and all this kind of stuff that's where you actually want foods that will be in and out your gut within three four hours you don't want a general population you know high um overly high fiber and overly high fat kind of meal afterwards because gut clearance is really, really important, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why like your Sunday fry ups, you'll feel really full for ages because it's high protein, high fat, you know, and you'll feel like stuff for like a long, long time. So it's just having that cognizance of like, what do I need, you know, as a, as a, a GFI, what do I need? What, what's my day today? Right. I'm teaching two classes in the morning. I'm teaching two classes at night. Well, if I have time, I need to have a decent meal, a decent breakfast before I teach, one to two hours beforehand. Cool. Go and teach. If you're struggling to get overall calories in, an intra-carb is an easy win. It's, as you call it, it's, it's like a life hack. You're giving yourself 30 to 40 grams of, of purposely perfect fuel that you need in your body without having to eat it, without having to prep it. It's a, it's a drink. You know, it's, it's such an easy win. And then within an hour or two, you, you, have, you have a good meal, protein and carbs, okay, protein and carbs. And then two or three hours later, around about three or four o'clock, you have another kind of meal. And it could be like a baked potato, it can be a bean, a bean wrap, it can be anything. If you're plant-based or inclusive eater, anything that's got protein and carbs, again, because those are your performance and recovery macronutrients, 100%. Then you go teach your two classes at night, bang, if you're still suffering with energy, 30, 40 grams of intra-carbs, go home at night. And you know what, after that day, I would, I would genuinely happily say, go and have a pizza and a salad, you know, go and have, you know, a pizza, half a pizza, a full pizza, because you're going to have protein, you're going to have fats, you're going to have carbs. And that's what your body needs after teaching. You've got muscle damage tissue, you're glycogen depleted in your muscles. All right. You need protein back in for muscle tissue. You need carbs back in because you just emptied the fuel tank. 
You've just busted your balls for two hours doing pump and attack, right? So how many calories is that? Yeah, lots, right? 800, 1,000 calories, whatever. Now you're going to go to sleep for eight hours. This is your body's repair and recovery time. So out of meals of the day, you can maybe argue that that one's probably the most important almost, okay? Because that's your, your downtime, your recharge. That's when all the nutrients around your body is going to get put into muscle tissue. Um, and then so, so go and have a pizza. Have a five, 600 calorie sort of portion of, 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 of pizza. Have a bit of a side salad. Have a soup with it. It's one of my kind of personal favorites. I have a vegetable soup to make sure I'm getting good nutrients in and I'll have you know, my choice of kind of pizza. And it's, it might not be like the so-called cleanest or perfect meal, but if I do that twice a week because I'm teaching late at night, it's an absolute winner because the most important thing is I'm putting correct fuel back into my body and I'm not going to feel like shit the next morning when I go teach or go train. And, 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 and that's like the big light bulb moment. When, when people apply that, you know, then the, the, the results and feedback kind of speak, speak for themselves. You know, you, you're much better off just having a better... Um, a more flexible approach that suits your lifestyle without trying to make it harder than it really needs to be. So it's not a free license to eat 10 McDonald's a day. It's not a free license to eat 10 Krispy Kremes a day. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an approach and, and a, a bit of common sense, unfortunately, but it's really hard to sell common sense because we become a society where we, we jump, you know, it was Atkins. And then we, do, do you remember when we all diagnosed ourselves as kind of celiacs? Or we all went kind of gluten free. Well, that's kind of died to death. Yeah. Last year, 2018, 2019 was all about keto. That's kind of died to death. Nobody really knew what it was, but it sounded cool, didn't it? Because we all want to, yeah. you know, we all want to belong to like a diet. We all want to, you know, blame something because yeah. it's, it's easier than actually just say, ah, I just need to stop eating like a dick. You know, and I just need to be a bit more accountable and, and, and eat, 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 you know, eat for my lifestyle, like, I guess. Yeah. So... The, the common sense, you know, sell conversion, you know, education is quite a difficult one because I haven't got a magic potion. I haven't got something that is going to be called, you know, maybe I need to come up with a fancy name or something, but you know what I mean? It's, um, Temogenic. Temogenic. I don't know. <laughs> I want to put something out there because I kind of, I use this analogy, um, a, a lot of the time in things that I chat about. And said, people now understand to be in, a, sorry, to get body fat loss reduction, they need to be in a calorie deficit. Um, and I say to people, there's a difference between a calorie deficit and an energy deficit. And that's very, very specific to the individual. And that can vary massively through the week. So to pick up on something you just said, is if you're on a three, 400 calorie deficit through the week, like you might be okay say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in terms of energy, but on Thursday, Friday, maybe even Saturday, you will get a massive, what I call the energy deficit where you just don't have enough energy to, for you to function that day. And that's why the, the goal is if, you, if you're if you wanting to lose weight, be in as big a calorie deficit as you can, that does not affect your energy levels. For some people, that might be 10%. For some people, that could be 30%. For Monday, Tuesday, that could be 30%. But you know what? See, Thursday, Friday, you need yeah. to eat those calories back because it's it's the overall picture uh, yeah. th through the week. Um, so I'm, I'm just wondering what you, what, what you kind of find in your own experience dealing with, I guess, energy levels compared well, to calorie deficit level, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, absolutely. So there's a few things there that I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy to literally tell any, any, any listener out there because there is no big kind of secret. But it, this, is, this is generally what I do with 90% of my GFI clients, you know, my one-to-one kind of clients that comes through, wants more energy, but ideally as like a secondary tertiary sort of um, um, goal, would like to kind of lose a little bit of weight, you know, just like to kind of firm up a little bit. Nothing drastic, you know, that's, that's not the primary focus. The primary focus is, is basically feeling for classes and, and having more energy. Um, so what normally have, happens with an with example that, that you've kind of used, and I'll liken it to the kind of muscle glycogen. So if you can imagine, or as you know, you can store up, you know, four or 500 grams of, 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 of like fuel, of muscle glycogen in your muscle cells. You can also store a little bit up in your kind of liver, but generally most of it's in your um, muscle tissue. So if you start off like, after a big heavy weekend, you will generally start Monday quite kind of top top. And I'm going to use my hands here. I don't know why, but again, imagine like a fuel tank that's kind of full. Then you start on a deficit. So it's almost like, it's almost like a battery charge on your phone as well. Monday, 100%, right? Then you're going to deplete it down to say 20%. And then you're going to like charge it back up insufficiently because you want to set a deficit. So you charge it back up to say 80%. And then you use it another again and you go down to 10%. And then you fill it back up on Wednesday, you go back up to 60%, right? And then... It's not long before you reach Thursday or Friday, where now after your classes, you've reached like flatline, you've reached 0%. Your phone battery is, 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 is dead, okay? Your muscle glycogen level now has been continually sort of depleted and not replenished enough over, over, overnight or throughout the kind of day. It's because either you've been too restrictive or you've not had enough protein or carbs or, or, or whatever. Total calories isn't enough. So that's what can happen by kind of Thursday or sort of or, or Friday. And it's that appreciation of, as you said, total kind of calories throughout. So what I tend to kind of doing is, well, when I kind of create macros and total calories throughout the kind of day, I will always ask for a food diary um, and activity diary. Look at the, 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 the biggest, most active kind of days. So if anybody's teaching three or four or five classes in a day, these days are gonna be high carbohydrate days. There'll be protein in there, obviously, there'll be fats in there, obviously, but it's gonna be high, pro, uh, beg your pardon, high carb day. Um, on the kind of like rest days, recovery days, slower days. So if it's like a complete rest day, it's a low calorie day. If it's a um, just a single body balance or a single aqua or maybe single CX works or even just like maybe like a single pump or something like that. If it's a lower day, that day will be kind of lower. So over the week, they'll be literally on point or in a slight kind of deficit. And what I found is that if I start off with the first four weeks with, with my clients, literally aiming just just to sort of maintain, okay? So not jumping to a calorie deficit straight away, just to sort of maintain them and get them compliant and hitting the macros consistently throughout the week. Because now they have adequate carbs, they're not burning muscle tissue. Because they have adequate protein now, they're repairing muscle tissue, so they have leaner body composition just because of, of, of that fact. They have still have fats coming in for everything else. So in terms of a health and fat, you know, utilization, fat energy for, for, for aerobic and stuff, it's absolutely fine. And what finds, we're normally finding in the first four weeks is that people end up saying, I'm feeling way more, I have way more energy because they've just been a bit, bit more accountable, which is obviously where like the big plus of one-to-one coaching comes into. They could be a bit more accountable. The more consistent, they're free from the bullshit of not eating this food, being restrictive. So they've got a bit of free reign. You kind of treat people like an adult and it actually works really kind of, kind of well, you know, um, and without actually starting them off on, on, on like a deficit, just because you made a few tweaks and you're fueling adequately, they feel better, more energy, and they've lost a few pounds, mm -hmm. you know? And then if they have come from 
culture pre then we look to actually start reverse dieting them so you know start going back up the way to build up the calories because what you don't really want to be doing is becoming very very efficient you don't want to be able to do four classes off of 1500 calories it's not a great place to be in and that's unfortunately is what happens when a lot of clients have done from diet to diet to diet to diet and they have not maybe eaten enough they can probably get away and the body's quite used to surviving off of 800 calories and that's simply because the metabolism slowed down you know thyroid hormones whatever else so they're kind of like on a down slope i liken it to um hitting like the eco button on your car you know a slower response slow acceleration it's just like you know and that's it's, it's kind of similar so for some clients i will put in like two or three lower kind of days and then like three or four kind of higher kind of days and the big thing for them is to try hit those numbers secondly hit the, 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 macro, the macronutrient numbers within about 5 or 10%, as long as they're in the ballpark, because you know that food labels are 100% accurate. You know that my fitness polls are not 100% accurate. We know that our judgment of like portion size isn't 100% accurate. So there's no point being overly anal about, I need to eat 112.5 grams. You know, as long as you're hitting between the 100 and 120 throughout the week as a 60, 70 kilo like, like female, I'm, I'm kind of happy. You're, you're yeah. you know, it's better than the 50 or 60 that, that you used to kind of have. Um, and then week, you know, no week, uh, month two, three, and four, then we either start reverse dieting. We can start, you know, looking at what, you know, whatever kind of goals we, we, we kind of need, but it's, um, it, that's the way I kind of sort of, sort of do it. If, if there is going to be like a calorie kind of focus sort of weight loss, I spend the first four weeks more just kind of matching calories for kind of output, looking at the lifestyle kind of, kind of changes first, picking two separate low calorie days so they don't have that kind of constant low draining kind of effect um and yeah it seems to it seems to work it seems to work quite quite what, kind of well what really jumped the mind there is what what will happen when you start to put people on you said like the first month is kind of like maintenance level calories and macros just get them just get them eating kind of quote unquote good food for that person and you mm -hmm. said they'll still drop a few pounds and and the reason for any listeners who may be confused about that well if they're on maintenance calories how will they drop a few pounds, a few kilograms? Well, mainly because they'll feel energized. They'll probably get more out of their workouts. So they'll actually put their body in a calorie deficit from working harder, but eating more. And that's, you know, back to what was said earlier in the podcast, that, that's the quick win. That's the low hanging fruit. If, if you feel better and you can feel more energetic and put more energy into a training session, you will actually burn more calories. So you will get more, you know, quote unquote, gains whatever gains are to you and your particular training plan um yeah. so I, th I think that's really important you see two things i want to do just just so as people understand this because i think this is a really it's starting to get a, a little bit popular and it's these intracarb shakes these intracarb drinks that we can have so i want to give people a, a an analogy that you can talk about here is if i'm teaching three classes in a row let's say six to nine o'clock, I'm going to do pump, attack, and combat. Imagine, imagine I'm doing all three of those classes. Wow, what a yeah. night that would be. <laughs> Can't so wait. What, what is an intracarb shake drink? What are the benefits? And kind of when should you take it? So um, I, think, I think you, somebody asked you a question about it a few months ago, you know, and I think the question was, is it necessary? And, and, and that question, as you kind of know, is really, really hard to actually answer straight away because it yeah. all depends, you know. Yeah. And again, it's an unsexy approach. Eh? When, when, when somebody asks you a question and you're like, well, I'm going to need like five 
questions off of you so I can actually give you the kind of most applicable yeah. and correct answer because a lot of the time it's not kind of yes or just no. It all just depends. So where an intracarb drink can be really useful, say if somebody is going to try aim for, you know, three or four grams per kilogram body weight as a, as, as a carb source. So, so, so say you're going to aim for like 250 grams of carbs, okay? Now, if you're being really quite restrictive, if you look at like a food diary, a lot of times people because of fearing carbs and, and, and fruits and all this kind of stuff, will be well short. So, so say they're hitting 150, okay? And you're like, right, at the moment you're having 150 grams of carbs. I want to try and get you to 250, but let's think about small goals. Let's think about for the next four weeks or the next month, let's just try and get you to 200, you know? And that's totally fine, right? Small goals, right? Next month, another 20, another 50, whatever. So if you can eat an extra 50 grams of like, of like carbs, you know, by having, say, a bigger breakfast or a big take a banana along with you or some raisins or, or that cream rice that I really love, whatever. If, if you can eat an extra 50 grams, then beautiful, right? That's first port of call. That's, that's our starting point. Ideally, of course, they're going to be high nutrition kind of, kind of carbs if they can be. But again, don't fear, you know, the donut or jelly baby if need be. But let's get you to 200 grams first because that's going to put you in the right place. Now, if somebody is like, you know what, I just don't have the time. I just don't have the time. Uh, I feel really full with my other food choices, blah, blah, blah. So I just don't have the time. I don't have the prep, but I really, really need more energy. I'll be all right. Well, here's, here's a plan B. This is what you can do as an easy win. Why not drink 50 grams of carbs, you know, throughout the kind of day, right? An intro drink literally is very, very similar to like your Lucasade, your Gatorade. You know, those, those drinks that sports people have to provide energy when they kind of need it at a high intensity level. Guess what you're doing when you're doing pump attack and combat? Yeah, high intensity, high endurance, explosive movements, working in the anaerobic energy system. Carbs, you know, you are draining carbs out of your body at a fast, fast rate. So to replenish and increase your blood glucose level, the glu like, so glucose in your, in, your, in, your, in your bloodstream to your muscle tissues to, to provide ATP. ATP is the, is the energy currency of the, of, of the body. If I remember correctly, I think for every one glucose molecule, you get 36 ATP. So it's, it's, it's the fuel that you need. It's a quick turnover, all right? Um, much faster than the kind of fat route for energy and converting it to kind of ATP. Anyway, um, so, so yeah, so you're gonna have like 50 grams of fuel across the three hours. So you can have like, you know, um, I want to maybe have, so yeah, just, you can divide it up into different bottles. You can have every, every class, every hour, just say maybe 15 or 20 grams, but you're getting in calories. You're getting in fuel that, that you need. So after the day, now you, let's break along. You've now had 150 grams of food carbs. You've had 50 grams of like intercarb drinks. Yeah. So you're now closer to where you need to be. You will feel better. You'll recover better. Your classes will be better. It's, it's a, it's a win-win. Um, and as I said a, a few times in other videos I've done, most of the kind of drinks will also have electrolytes and electrolytes are very, very, very handy. You know, um, when you sweat, you, you, as we all know, if you've ever done pump attack combat or literally any Lesmos class, we sweat a lot as instructors. Okay. So you're going to, you're losing electrolytes and why electrolytes are important. It's all to do with chemical reactions to do with, um, like the central nervous system to do with memory coordination, all this kind of stuff. So when you get a memory, you know, brain fart, when you get cramp, all that kind of stuff, it's because you're low in electrolytes, mm -hmm. okay? So um, having a drink that's high in electrolytes is really, really handy as you're sweating. It's like a win, 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 and a win because it's cheap, it's easy, you know, 
um, it makes common sense almost to like, to, to kind of go down that route. Now, if your diet is absolutely spot on, if your diet is like a professional sports athlete, where you have great foods, great prep all the time, you probably won't need an intercarb drink or ele electrolytes. But if you are struggling for energy, if you're short on time, if you're looking for the easy wins, then yes, it can be very, very, you know, useful. Yeah, and it's that analogy that you, I love the battery analogy that you kind of use. So I'm just, I'm going to steal it now and I'm also going to steal it for future social media posts and hashtag it, um, Rickfit. Um, so, yeah. so, so, reference me in it. <laughs> so, for the listeners, imagine like if you're doing those three classes, you know, maybe maybe you're an instructor doing them or maybe you're a participant doing them, is water just doesn't doesn't quite cut it for that duration of time. You know, even even if your diet is really, really good, even if your diet is kind of as perfect as, you know, perfect can be, is you'll get to the 60 minute, the 90 minute mark and your glycogen levels and your muscles will be completely depleted by that point. They will need topped up. And if you can reach for a Lucasade, a, a Poriade, um, anything with electrolytes in it, or, you know, I, I'm using the, is it the the sports the SIS gels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that like you can just you can buy them in Tesco's, and it's not a drink; it's literally just a gel that you would yeah, just yeah. you mm -hmm. just take. Off. Obviously, everybody knows I'm now an endurance athlete, <laughs> so when I get to that <laughs> sixty minute mark, you know, on, on Tuesday tomorrow morning, I'm going to be doing at least three hours on the bike. So I'm going to have two of those gels at the sixty mm -hmm. minute mark. One of those gels is getting knocked into me, and at the hundred and twenty minute mark, that, those gels are going in and. Yes, I know there's a certain amount of psych psychological, oh, I've just had energy. I, I feel yeah, sure. I can cycle harder from teaching a class. I can jump higher. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, the psychological wins are just as good as the physiological wins. So mm -hmm. this is something I would never have thought of when I was teaching three classes because hey, I'm, I'm just teaching three classes. But all of a sudden, I'm now stepping into endurance sport as opposed to you know endurance exercise endurance endurance fitness rather is what i should have said there is now i'm actually starting to look at it and i kind of think i think back well i wonder how much of a difference that would have made when i was teaching my 12 classes a week when i was doing my three classes back to back to in between pump and attack just instead of having a water bottle actually mm -hmm. have an electrolyte you know one of those soluble tablets you can just put yeah, it yeah, in yeah yeah like I know how much of a difference that would have made back then and how much I would have been able to train harder in that class. Perhaps I would have got more fitness gains myself and I would have been more alert in those classes. So I think that I think that's a big thing for fitness instructors right now to start thinking more. You are an athlete. You're you're not a fitness yes, you're a fitness professional, but more so you need to treat your body like you're an athlete because we're doing as much as the athletes and we don't get four months a year off and get the holiday in nice warm countries. We get, we get two weeks off maximum. And even those two weeks, we're still going to cover classes because let, let's face it, we've nothing better to do. So you've got to treat your body like yeah, a, a, a machine, like, like a top athlete as best as possible. Yeah, hundred percent. Mate. That's, that's the big, big kind of thing. And it's, it's difficult, you know, and I really, empathize and i totally see it because i was a participant and i went as a fitness instructor and all that kind of stuff as well so i would totally you know i totally get it where the majority of our drifters instructors were once you know general population participants you know that that's how our journey kind of began so we're we now we mark teach 6 12 18 20 plus a week and everything is you know professional we, we you know we, we do this we do our cpd we do this we do our modules all that kind of stuff but 
the, the mindset and approach is still thinking GFI diet, not GFI diet, big pardon, general population diet. We still mm-hmm. liken ourselves too much towards overweight, sedentary individual. We haven't quite made that switch now when you start teaching anything, even above like four, five, six, six classes, that we are now definitely more athlete. But when I use the term athlete nutrition, you can just tell it's like it, it, it's, a, it's a blank receiving into instructors yeah. because they just don't think of themselves being an athlete. But, you know, for the, the classes that we do, Les Mills are hard, hard classes. For anybody that's come from a sports background as well, you know, endurance training, the cross the world kind of stuff, the, the rugby pre-seasons that I know of. And, and if you do like crazy endurance stuff, you know, all that training, it's, it, 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 the stuff we do in a Les Mills studio and a Les Mills class is hard graph. You're damaging your body. You're putting your body through the mill frequently throughout throughout the week but we're not getting that blood test on a monday morning that the, that the professional rugby players get they don't get the prep meals and foods in a nice cafeteria that the professional footballers do they go around a football pitch in the morning swinging their legs and clapping their hands and like all oh, this kind of nonsense we're out there doing tuck jumps and kicks and burpees right in comparison to a professional footballer we're way way ahead we're more like the endurance cyclist the endurance swimmer you know um that kind of intensity, you know. Um, so, yeah, we just need to make that sort of cognizance fact. And something like an intercarb drink with a bit of electrolytes, to me, it's an absolute no-brainer. It's almost, and I don't want to push it kind of too much because it sounds like you're kind of leading the supplement charge and you're not really looking after food. But you've got to ask yourself the question, like, am I, am I going to get enough carbs in today? Am I going to eat my 250 grams? You know, yes or no? No. Well, I'll eat 200, but what I will have is maybe 30 grams from um, a drink and then 20 grams from like a donut or 20 grams from like jelly babies. Hey, you're hitting 250 out of 250. You are now correctly and adequately fueling your body. You will not feel sore. You'll not feel as whatever else. Um, so, you know, carbs is, is, is like the way to kind of go for carbs is out of the macronutrients. It's the one that's activity dependent. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you know what I mean, if you really lowly, yeah, you don't need carbs as much because you can make glucose from protein. All right. So, you know, it's fine. But if you're super, super active, particularly with heart rates above 70%, 75%, like, like we have in Les Mills, you're burning carbs through, like nothing. It's like a blowtorch. You know what I mean? It's like just blowing through your, your fuel source. You need to top that up, man. Whether it's a battery charge analogy, whether it's a car fuel tank analogy, you know, and that's where the scaremongering about insulin and sugars and carbs and potatoes and, you know, is, is, is damaging to us because it's actually preventing us from having the mindset and application, uh, application of actually just thinking, I can have a sandwich, I can have a baked potato, I can have some cereal, you know, I have some fruits, I can have some vegetables, you know, a wide range of calories in it that have added with carbs and, and you're onto an absolute winner. It's just getting people to almost have that trust, you know, when, when they kind of work with either, you know, either one of us you know it's just having that kind of trust of like right okay i'm gonna go with this crazy notion of eating more fuel will actually kind of help me although if you know what i mean so it's just a little bit of trust yeah I, I think the message there for everyone listening to this is what, what will always come first will be your overall calories what what you're putting in compared to what you're putting out whether that's um your scheduled exercise or your non-scheduled exercise and then after that, it's your proteins are important. We spoke about proteins in the last podcast, so I won't go into it too much. But it's your your carbs that give you that energy, and that's where that's where that sentence of 
Tim, I want to work with you because I don't have energy to teach classes. Well, it's, it's going to be your carb factor and what you're having in. That's going to be what's kind of it. Because if you've got your calories in the right place, you've got your proteins in the right place, and you still don't have your energy in the right place, well, it's probably going to be something to do with what those calories from, sorry, those, yeah, those calories from carbs is that you're doing. And it's, it's those quick wins. And if you do look for anyone listening, look at your week and look, when are you really, really energetic? I.e., what, what days do you teach the most classes? If it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're going to need to eat more of those days. And if you don't teach a lot of classes on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you can afford to go into a bigger calorie restriction those days. Going into a calorie restriction Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is probably not going to serve you very, very well long term. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And what I'll kind of say for everybody, I mean, if there's going to be maybe like one statement, you know, out of all my rants that I've kind of said in the last, whatever, half hour, 60 minutes is performance and recovery macronutrients, that's protein and carbs, right? Those two macronutrients is where you will get your performance and your recovery from, aka energy from. So get them sorted, you know, protein and kind of carbs is where it's at. You will pick up fats if you if you eat a, a wide-based variety of foods where there's plants and fruit that's really good. You will pick up fats along the way. Fats is not the, the issue as a group finish instructor. You will get, as long as you're eating 40 grams and above throughout the whole day, you know, you're totally fine in terms of like fat um, intake. It's protein and carbs is where it's at. That's where you'll get the biggest changes in, um, in uh, performance, energy, recovery with, without question. Without question. It's yeah, a exactly. bold statement, but 100%. <laughs> Proteins and carbs is where it's at. That is going to be the podcast title, man. <laughs> um, just very, very conscious of time for the, the purpose. Um, so I just want to remind people where that podcast is where that podcast is let me start that sentence again where that webinar is or rather when is it i can't talk when is the webinar 10 <laughs> the webinar is this this uh, coming week friday and, and sunday and it will be sent out to every lesbos you can structure i guess in the following week what day i'm not too sure however um it will definitely be getting sent to your email inbox so definitely keep a lookout um but obviously you can find me on Lesmos UK official page. You can find me obviously my own kind of Instagram kind of, kind of channel and, and um, profile there as well. So if anything that has maybe triggered something or you've got a question or a thought, either post it up on Lesmos UK official page, hit me a direct message on Instagram, you know, whatever. Um, I can give Ricky an email address as well, whatever. Just don't, don't be shy in kind of reaching out. Nutrition is a huge, huge topic. And, you know, having a one-hour webinar is great, but by the time we do a little bit of cleaning up with the, the, the start, the end, and the polls, the questions, it's really going to give me about 30, 40 minutes of actual kind of content delivery. And I'm well aware that the, everybody's got different circumstances, different questions. So, you know, what, if there's something that's kind of like, oh, well, what, what about that? Well, I heard about this, or what's your thoughts on this? Then you just got to get in touch with, you know, just re- reach out. I can't, I can't, I can't help unless, unless, you know, you kind of pose a question and sort of, you know, um, get in touch so um, yeah it's not going to be just um, a one-off kind of thing I'm hoping to try and obviously keep helping instructors where I possibly can for as for as long as possibly can because I think there's you know there's a, there's a need for it, it the the scaremongering myth-busting has always grind my gears there's always been you know a big kind of passion of mine to kind of just literally empower educate try to entertain now and again but literally just try to put those big messages across um, you know, to really kind of help and serve as opposed to, you know, scare people or put fear into people about, about different foods. Um, so yeah. Perfect. 
Perfect. And for instructors listening, if you haven't booked on yet, um, I know there are limited spaces, but you can book on. It's just through your portal. It's how you would book on for your quarterly workshop webinars, um, for your quarterly workshops and all those events. So just look that way. Um, and then final two questions, Tim, or these are the new questions I ask at the end of all podcasts. Um, what is the last book you read and who would you recommend it for? <laughs> well, I've just finished reading a book via a podcast, um, and I'm sure you're well familiar with it. It's called Eaters Eat, uh, sorry, Leaders Eat Last. I always do that. I always, Eaters Lead Last. <laughs> eaters, eaters Eat Last? I'm like, Doesn't make sense. Um, no, it's called Leaders Eat Last. It's by a chap called Simon Sinek, I think it pronounces his name, um, American lad all about leadership development, personal, personal stuff, relationships and, 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 and everything else. Been following it for a long, long time. Um, the book is quite a lengthy one. It's taken me a while to kind of get through it. Um, I'm now in chapter 26 and I think 28. So I'm nearly, nearly done. Um, uh, but loads taken away from it. Um, so vital, vital, <laughs> it's a cross between pivotal and vital. Um, it's so vital, I think, for anybody, not, not anybody that might see themselves as like a, a leader. I think as GFIs, we, we, we are leaders, essentially, if we're in a workplace, although we, you may not be like the manager, but you're still I mean, a leader of the team. You still need to work in, in a team. You report to somebody, you report to colleagues. It's the interworking relationship. Um, there is so much value there, literally, for, for anybody. Um, I mean, I can think of a few, a few um, companies that, that, would, that would benefit from reading it personally. Um, but I think literally anyone who's interested in, you know, working better with other people, improving relationships, whether it's personal, whether it's business, um, and if you do have a small team around you, or if you are a, a GFI, you, you are the kind of, the kind of leader, um, it, it, it is quite kind of worthwhile. Um, I'll definitely recommend it. Um, Such a good book. I, I've read it, stroke listened to it twice, and I've literally started his, his third book. It's kind of like a series of done, he's done. So he did start with why maybe about 2009 and then he did leaders eat last, which is the book <laughs> we're talking about. And it was literally last week, his third book come out of, of that kind of series is yeah. the, the infinite game. Um, yeah, so I started it this morning. Um, I'm two and a half hours into it. And the, the first couple of chapters are just so, so fantastic. He, he does lean a lot on, you know, leaders eat last. Um, so I think that's a really, really kind of prerequisite to the, the infinite game. But Simon Sinek, if, if you're listening to this and you don't follow Simon Sinek on social media and consume all the podcasts that he's been on, um, like you, you're missing out on some amazing, amazing content. And he, he did this brilliant one. Um, he was talking about innovation for the sake of innovation. Yeah. So, so like as humans and the tech, technology is about innovating, but what we're in danger of doing is innovating for the sake of innovating. So we use as the example of, you know, a projector screen. Mm -hmm. So 10 years ago to get, to get a projector screen to work, you grab the string and pull the string down. That was it. Projector screen worked. Everybody's happy. And then about five years ago, the replace string with buttons. So you go and press the button to generate the power for the screen to come down. And what happens with buttons and electricity? It breaks. As a, so you don't have your projector screen anymore and it's innovating for the sake of innovating and you used the example earlier actually when you're talking about a car and you hit the eco button on the car yeah, yeah. all our cars right now have all these buttons and what happens if these buttons 
brake and your electronics brake, you can't do anything in your car anymore. Yeah. He's, he's, he's just got such like, when I, when I got a cook, I don't know what I can, oh, I can't speak. Um, <laughs> real life application. Like he talks yeah. about stuff that, 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 that you can relate to and then you see every, every day. So it's not like, like he obviously references CEOs every now and again, all that kind of stuff, but it's literally stuff that you see every day. And that one chapter yesterday, um, you talked about like millennials, the baby boomers and stuff about distraction and the link between distraction or so what might be incorrectly diagnosed AD, ADHD, the attention deficit order. Uh-huh. He's actually put a case forward for saying like, actually, it's more a case of distraction and dopamine and all these chemicals that we receive off of social media, yeah. you know, and, and the addiction that, that we have now of social media. And it's the comparison highlight reel. And he talks about the kind of chemical things that they're going back on the head. He talks about why should a companies, you know, the, the carrot and the stick approach and then the, 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 the this approach, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, when we will have meetings about meetings or have reports about, about reports and we talk about talk, but nobody's actually willing to lead. Is lack of accountability, which links into yeah. like things like nutrition and leadership and, and whatever else, you know. So it gives real life examples that you can like see, you can apply. The one about you know addiction and phones and iPads to to, to like young children and, and and like teenagers is is, is scarily scarily true, you know. And, and as a as a as a dad to a toddler that's nearly turning two in, in December, like it, it's it, you know I'm well aware of of that kind of stuff, but it's even yeah. more aware now of how we disengaging creativity for you know um the short-term fix of tapping a screen looking yeah. for uh, a reaction volume goes up don't like it change the channel yeah. and we're an instant gratification society and that's where things where nutrition doesn't happen because we we, we, we want it now because if you don't like something like we if you want to watch something you got youtube you got netflix you got you got everything else right if you want to you know anything's at your fingertips you want food dial up um deliveroo or whatever else you want this you go here you want this you go here when to read a book podcast we are a society now of instant gratification. You want a date or kind of get your end away? Tinder, right? You want this, you want this, you want this. You want somebody to come out and fix your tires? Phone call away, somebody that does that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we've taken away the appreciation that we need to take steps, that we need to learn, we need to develop, we need to be patient. You know, um, so, so yeah, he, he is. He's, he's a mind, mind opener? Mind opener? Is that even the right word? It opens up your minds. We're getting to that point. We're getting to that point. We've been online here for uh, well over an hour now, so we're kind of just getting to that. Our words are not making sense when they get from our brain to our mouth. It's low blood glucose, mate. That's what it is. Yeah, that's it. We need to go top up. (laughs) And then finally, the last one. This this is always a good one. Um, Any purchases under £100 that have made amazing impact in your life? (laughs) um well this one's gonna be a bit of a a left park one to be fair because i'm not not overly like a a a gadgety overly kind of gadgety guy or anything like that so i'm not really pushing anything that's made a huge difference but i'll tell you what just based on um what happened in the last few weeks um with my young with with, with my my young girl the purchase that i have made recently that's made like has bought me happiness i guess and in that in that kind of silly parental way is uh that baby pack like um carrier you know like the the rucksack, then oh, you put yeah, the, yeah. the child in the back, and they're like, off you go. That and, a, and, and the combination of a pair of waterproof um, trousers and a pair of wellies that she got given by Siobhan and um, Amy. Um, you may know, obviously, Patricia Polkirk. Um, so that combination now has enabled us to go walking into the parks, finding puddles, and just causing absolute mayhem 
um, you know, as, as, as often as I can, literally. So the fact I could put it into my back, go for long, long walks out anywhere and everywhere, make sure she's got the waterproof le leggings on, um, put the wellies on, and it's literally, you know, hours of entertainment, just watching her stamp her feet in the puddles. Um, and obviously, I get the kind of daddy-daddy stuff where I've got to stamp my puddles, my feet in my puddles. So I've got my fire wellies on as well, and off we go to the park and just, you know, and it sounds really silly, but that's brought immense, immense joy because it's it, it kind of gives me a reason for everything we kind of do. It, it's, it's a highlight, you know, it's quality time. It's time away from the phone. It's time away from TV and, and, and everything else, you know, from hustle and bustle. You know, um, and it's just a nice hour, two hours where into the woods, you know, next to a river, find a couple of puddles on the slides, wrap up warm, you know, beating on the head and just have a bit of quality time with the, you know, with the wee one. And it's the best hundred pounds I've ever spent, mate. Yeah. Best hundred pounds I've ever spent. <laughs> puddles are the new iPhone. Yeah, totally, mate. Totally. Get out there, Get out there and explore. It's good fun. Oh, yeah. All right, mate. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I can't wait to hear the, the feedback and how the, the webinars go. Um, and I'll put everything people need to know in the show notes. So thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, no problem, mate. No problem. It's been, uh, it's been a pleasure as always. So anytime. Good, mate. Thank you. And I'll catch you on the other side of the stop button. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. Guys, really, really hope you got high, high, high value out of that. I know I did. Um, there's a host of links in the show notes. You can follow Tim. If you're a Les Mills instructor, you can go to your Les Mills portal, see if you can get booked on to one of these webinars. I've already told you at the start about the Only Just Fit Summit, specifically for fitness professionals. I've told you about the Christmas Shred. It's going to be a six-week training plan between now and Christmas to get you in shape for Christmas, feeling good, happy, confidence, positivity. I've told you about Podium for Sport, a sponsored podcast, a sponsor me for the Ironman, and their Instagram page is Podium for Sport. That is pretty much everything I can throw at you. I need to, I need to go. I need you to get on with your day. I need you to have a fantastic day. Remember, if you do an Instagram story screenshot, I love you and I love that you have a choice. I think that you are ahead. Probably not, but I really, really do love you. Episode number sixty of the Ricky Long Podcast, signed, sealed, and delivered. You are listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes.